It's, do you want my full name? Yelena. Yeah, Yelena. Harry. Yeah, but okay. my friends just call me Jill. We, but I'm just going to call you Jill. You can just call me Jill. Okay, very good. <laughs> and um, how are you? I'm great, thank you. That's good. Really excited to be here. And um, what what do you do? So I am an osteopath. That is my, my job. Yes. Um, but on the side, which is turning into a, a big side project, um, yes. I'm an ambassador for Happiness Co., which is Australia's um, fastest moving, fastest growing social movement, uh, looking at just ways that we can empower people that we work with to, to really work through the things that might be holding them back and the things that have affected them in life mm-hmm. to then live, live life on their terms and using their, their struggles um, and turning them into their strengths and just really teaching them to, to look within and teaching them the, the tools and the skills that they need to face challenges in life. How did you get into, into that? I started my personal development journey myself because I have a business of my of my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did some personal development basically with Julian, who is the founder of Happiness Co. Yep. Um, and then from there, he ended up becoming my business coach. Yeah. And he had this crazy idea to run a 21-day happiness challenge, um, basically working on pillars to teach people these tools. And I jumped in as a friend to give feedback mm-hmm. and... Basically, from that first challenge a year ago, it's grown into this incredible organisation um, with just, yeah, we've got over 100,000 followers now on our Facebook page, like a really yeah. amazing support behind what we're doing, like mm-hmm. really getting into the nitty gritty of mental health in all aspects. Oh. Do you um, have a spiritual practice at all? Yeah, I you am. Do? I am a... A yogi. A yogi. <laughs> Absolutely. How did you get into yoga? So turn the light on. Yeah, sure. So interestingly on, like I always have been quite spiritual, mm-hmm. but... You came out as like a, a one-year-old doing <laughs> doing full yoga positions. I actually hated yoga. I couldn't do it. My <laughs> mind was too crazy and I realized why, like when mm. I really started to slow down and stop it, like I was a mad crossfitter, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I broke my body. I ended up with adrenal fatigue and was suffering from anxiety attacks post-workouts. And Mm -hmm. the only vice I had in life was my exercise and that. That got taken. So basically I started yoga Mm -hmm. to try and to heal. And How much were you working out? Every day. Every day? Every day. Like F45 stuff every day? Yeah, CrossFit. CrossFit. Like mad CrossFitter. Mad CrossFitter. (laughs) So what, you'd you'd get up early and run around in the park and throw tires around and stuff like that as well? Yeah, I was deadlifting my body weight, 100 chin-ups, you know, (laughs) mad, like typical obsessive personality, just go hard. Yeah. Um, And then my body just went, nah, your mind is strong, but your body is not coping. So I guess yoga for me really taught me to slow down. Mm Mm-hmm look at the things I wasn't liking about myself and mm. trying to change them through the exercise and realize big, big introspection into what was actually going on with all the internal stuff I needed to address and deal with. Yeah. Yeah. How long ago did you start yoga then? Three years ago. Three years ago, yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I had an incredible experience in Changu with my teacher in, in Bali at the practice. And yeah, he, because as an osteopath, I work with that mind-body connection mm. But for me, he really showed me that I was accessing things for my patients that I could do for myself. Mm. Like, that was really like, wow, mm. um, this is, we're tapping into the same, the same thing, the, the prana, the, mm-hmm. the, the 
internal life force where the health exists. Yeah. Um, we can do for ourselves. So, yeah, that mm. completely changed me and, uh, yeah. The way you practice as well? Absolutely. Um, the osteopathy? How yeah. You say it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it did absolutely. Mm. Like I always knew there was that mind-body connection, but it really—it's like I was missing half half the coin. Mm-hmm. And I found like what that actually was, and and all that work, like the positive psych work that I do with Happiness Co, mm. has taught me so much about the neurological brain, central nervous system aspect of it, and the building blocks to put into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that mind-body breath, that triad, is just yeah. Yeah. It's my life now. It's how I do everything. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also like a bit of kirtan as well? I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm chanting. Kirtan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. No, music's really powerful. Like mm. I, yeah. Very healing. Like I, I've really gotten into that and some sound healings over the last few months as well, which, yeah, big, poof, yeah. Mm. incredible experiences. Who do, where do you do sound healings at? Uh, with Ami. Ami? Ami at Healing Delight. Is it? In Caulfield. Caulfield, yeah. 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 Yes. It's amazing, huh? He is mm. phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then tell us about more about this Happiness Co. And what's the thing that you're doing, the heart? Yeah. So at the moment, uh, it was a real focus on men's mental health. Like that's mm-hmm. what the movement's currently focusing on. Mm. But because I've worked as an as an ambassador, I don't like I. It's voluntarily. Mm. I work on on the programs and I mentor basically the people doing the challenges. So I present webinars and just coach and guide people through through the programs. Mm. And I realised because I, I mainly work with children. I spend a lot of time as an osteopath working with that mother baby dyad, mm-hmm. but also with children with behavioural issues and really helping parents to understand what's happening for their children presenting physically and how it's actually most of the time coming out emotionally or behaviourally. Yeah. So I realised after doing what I've worked every challenge since we started them, there were a lot of parents in our programs and they were learning all these tools about themselves and so much of that work you do on yourself, you have to go all the way back and look at your own experiences through your own childhood and Mm -hmm. how that shapes then your blueprint of the world and the things that then happen to you and how then you respond to that. So I realise there's there's a gap, like these parents have these incredible tools but they're not actually relating to their children in that way and if there's a way that I can help them then bridge that over to their children and, and my God, if I had been taught half the stuff I know now in my 30s, yeah. I would be a very different person and mm-hmm. I know you, we can't protect our children from, from struggles. I have two little girls and as much as you want to take everything for them, you mm-hmm. can't. All we can do is really guide them and teach them and prepare them um, for what what struggles they may face and the challenges that arise and yeah. Those but it sounds like a really cool idea that you're giving parents the la- and the kids as well the language to communicate with each other and to sort of work through challenges. Absolutely and this is like for me the yoga's taught me once you connect in with yourself mm. that is the only way you can ever connect in with anybody else and mm. I, I just really feel that with the way that we're taught to parent, we are so much more aware than maybe my parents' generation, but mm. no one really teaches you how to connect with children and they're incredible, like the mm. conversations and the, the experiences I have with the kids I work with mm. and with my own, they blow me away. Their their depth of understanding is just beyond like what we can appreciate, I think. Yeah, and they take well to the being given these tools and 
language around their their own emotions and their own feelings. Absolutely. And our, like for me, my one of my biggest learnings so far as a as a mum is my my kids are my mirror. They mm. they are my emotional mirror. Mm. And if I'm having a bad day or they're being difficult, I've often got to take a deep breath, take a step back, and go. It's not actually them. I'm not coping, mm. and they're mirroring that back to me. And I need to change something because it's like they're the, they're the they're not the adult in this situation. Yeah, yeah. It's me. So, mm. and it's hard when you get caught up in the craziness of of life. It's really hard to really remove yourself and see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh. What was that? The heart thing. Did we get onto that? No, we didn't. So okay. that's so my name. My name for it is the Happy Hearts Project. So one of our biggest, I guess, rules at Happiness Co is um, out of your head into your heart. So Mm. tuning into that heart space and helping people live from their heart space because that's truly where we can be our most authentic self and that's Mm -hmm. where that genuine happiness does come from and generating it from within. So, yeah, and together we can is like another big part of how we do things. So I guess, again, that linking of people together and helping each other and learning from one another yeah so yeah that's that's where my the happy hearts has come from Mm -hmm. so does that that work with kids or does that work with everyone happy hearts the happy hearts the project is going to be working with parents Mm -hmm. uh, mainly but teachers as well and i think it doesn't have to just be parents it's people that have children in their lives and need those connections and teachers they spend probably a lot more time than we do with our kids through the week so Mm -hmm. Um, even for them, and I've trial run some of the the workshops within in the classroom with some of the teachers, and even for them, they're just like, wow, like it's just shown me a different way to to connect with these kids. And mm. just I know one of the biggest things I've learned is look behind the behaviour, look at the emotion behind the behaviour, and if you can teach people to do that, it's really powerful mm. and simple. Oh. It's just in the um, developmental stage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a very exciting conversation with um, a lady in New York who has an incredible resource mm-hmm. and she she's happy for us to use some of her, her resources in the program. So basically the way the program's set up, it will either be between seven to ten to ten days and each day there's a 10-minute webinar on a different topic and then a homework piece. So then I'd, I would encourage the parents to do the homework piece for themselves mm-hmm. and then do it with their with their child. Mm-hmm. So that way they're aware of what it is that the child's actually needing to do, but then working through it together. So the whole premise mm-hmm. behind it is doing these things together to strengthen mm-hmm. connections and understanding while they're learning. Um, so... The, some of the big, I guess, the big pillars that we look at are a growth mindset, looking at the love languages. So um, love languages is really big for couples, but there's actually, like Greg Chapman who wrote that has, has also written a book about the love languages of children and just that in itself is just absolute gold. So if we understand how our children give and receive love and then maybe understanding how we give and receive it and maybe then where that breakdown happens, where we feel like we're not connecting with our children or if they're not appreciating what we're doing for them. Um, that, that's like I'm really excited about that one because mm-hmm. I don't think that's something for me that was very new and I really appreciated when I started to understand it better. Mm. Um, so from there also looking at um, gratitude, um, being a massive 
there's just so much research now into gratitude in the way that we we look at the world and the way it impacts our our own nervous system and then I think if we can get our our children to live from a young age in a place of gratitude for even just breathing the yeah. air the flower like <laughs> mm. yeah I think that like that's a really important um I think tool that we can we can really tap into with our children mm-hmm. Um, random acts of kindness will probably feed into that as well. Yeah. Uh, looking at children as our mirrors, so emotions mm-hmm. and our triggers as well. So why why are, why we are being triggered? So that the emotions based one for ourselves, but then also for our children. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really amazing technique that I've been working with clinically that I I will teach in the program as well. So looking at helping. T- children identify the emotion where they're feeling it in the body and then there's a technique that I use with breath and color that helps them release that in their bodies so it's something that is very easy to do and it's really um effective really effective Mm. yeah cool so yeah Mm. that's just some of the some of the little gems that will go through yeah and so how how like how wide is this program spread across all of Australia or across all the world or well, yeah, interestingly, it was a lot of our work with Happiness Co is based in Australia um, at the moment, mm-hmm. but with this company in New York, um, like this, because it's an online program and it can be done in your own time, you watch the webinars, they'll be set every day, you watch them in your own time and you've got the day to do it and then it's loaded up, the homework's posted up into a, into a closed group. That's how our online programs work. So we've just, we've really found the key to developing these close-knit communities that people of support for one another and where people can share and really feel safe to feel vulnerable and open up and share what their experiences so um, we're going to use that model in in the happy hearts program as well um, yeah so hopefully like they have a big database in the states um, that with the company who's getting behind us so it looks like it'll hopefully open up into even a bigger demographic which is really cool like really exciting yeah and how do people find that find all this stuff um so the happiness co facebook page Mm -hmm. is that and we've got a website basically Mm -hmm. uh the happy hearts is yeah that's still still in the in the um design room yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and like i said our man enough project so we're focusing on men's Mm -hmm. mental health so man enough is Mm -hmm. Um, looking at the men in our lives mm. and really delving into the depths of men's mental health and really mm. helping to crack open our men because often they, they, they suffer silently. They mm. don't have the ability or, or the skills and the tools or um, just the things that they need to be able to, to share mm. what it is that they're working through or what they're struggling with. Um, men's suicide rates are the highest out of anything and... Mm out of all of the suicide rates and I guess um, Julian who started Happiness Co, this is very close to his heart. Mm. So the reason the whole Happiness Co movement was developed was because of his own struggles in his own life basically. Mm -hmm. So his dad took his life on his 21st birthday Mm. and then two years later his best friend and then a week later his cousin. So he... He's been in the depths of darkness and Mm. the programs he's built are based on the way the way that he rebuilt himself mm-hmm. and his life 
and now his passion is to not let anyone else suffer like he has or his family mm-hmm. by teaching these things to as many people as he can. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. really like incredible man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Incredible suffering. But mm-hmm. from that, yeah. Lots of light. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you do this as well as practice yeah. your practice <laughs> Absolutely. as well as raising kids? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you doing in your spare time? Yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's pretty full on. It keep, is. Keep you busy. But I'm following my heart. I'm mm-hmm. following my passions. Um, I guess children for me, I've always wanted to work with children. I wanted mm-hmm. to be a pediatrician, but I didn't get the I didn't get the score for it. And I thank God now that I didn't because mm-hmm. I'm too soft. I couldn't have <laughs> worked with the kind of things that they deal with every single day. Mm. And for me, the last two years in particular, I deal a lot with very, very sick children, Mm. um, terminally ill children. And for me, they have just taught me so much about myself, about life, about so many things. And Mm. um, if there's anything that I can do to help other people Mm. go through challenges that I can help with, and whether it be with my hands, with my words, or with what I I do with Happiness Co., like I, yeah, Mm. but it's, Endless supply of energy and passion for it. I don't know. You don't know? I have no idea. No. Not just with this, with your your podcast? I've got no idea. You don't know? You just record them and pop them out there? Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. So many familiar faces from my... I go to Warrior One. Like so many of the people you have interviewed. Yeah. I know. I know their faces, but obviously Mm. you don't speak. Yeah. Have you been on any retreats of them? No, not yet. Mm. No, oh, I went to the one with Chris and Dustin just the day one. Yeah, yeah. How's Yarra that? Valley. Oh, incredible. Yeah, yeah. You see the one they did in in New Zealand? Yes, that looks amazing, huh? Like I was meant to go oil painted. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the last two years, I for whatever reason, I was meant to go to a Roha. It fell through. Mm-hmm. Last year, I was on my way to Bali to do a teacher training with my teacher, mm-hmm. got stranded in Perth because of the volcano and had to come home. Yeah, right. So I'm going, or oh, I'm booked in to see Rod Stryker in June. Yeah. And I'm going, I don't care what it takes. <laughs> like, come on. Grab a boat and head over. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't believe it. I got to the gate three times in Perth mm. and just, and my driver was waiting for me at the airport in Bali and he said to me, you know, you're not coming. They've closed the airport. I'm like, yeah. no, the airport, everything's all go here. He's like, you are not coming. Like, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm here. It's all like, been shut down. Yeah. It's no good. Um, no. But Rod Stryker has got a good reputation, huh? I spent four days with him last year. Yeah, right. Wow. Mm-hmm. So he's my teacher's teacher. Yeah, right. And when I, I was so fortunate to go, he opened it up to students, not just teachers. Mm-hmm. And there was myself and my friend and 70 other yoga teachers who yeah, right. weren't very impressed that we were there. Why? Because you were outsiders? Yeah, we weren't teachers. That's not very nice, yoga teachers. No. Nope. <laughs> so I'm doing his online study as well, like his online training program. Yeah. Because he, what, oh, the richness of what he teaches. Mm. How long is that retreat for? It's a week with him. He's yeah. doing two weeks, but I can't do the, the second week. He's doing a week mm. on... The tantric studies, yeah, and then the second week's yoga nidra. Mm, cool. I wish I wish I could stay for both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which one are you doing? The first one. Okay, cool. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, any last words of wisdom before we finish it? Last words of wisdom. Yeah. Follow your heart. 
Beautiful. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for coming and chatting with me today. Thank you. Oh. Through Happiness Coach, have a listen. The Upside. So Julian and Robbie uh, do all sorts of different topics and talk. Yeah. All things, all things, emotions and. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's it called? The Upside? The Upside. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. Mm. Oh. I was at Ed Sheeran Monday. I was meant to tell them this How week. How was that? Good? Yeah. Where were you sitting? I have really good seats actually, like second row, you know, the general admission. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. On the side. But yeah, yeah. He I love how he did the screen. He did it it was really clever. Mm. It wasn't just like two screens, it was there were about eight of them, so you could always see him. Yeah. But his voice, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It must be so hard to perform to a, that big a venue. There were sixty thousand people, I yeah. think he said. Like there's such a, where was it at? Eddie had. Yeah, right. A weird venue. Yeah. It would have been better, smaller. Mm. But It'd be great to watch him in a, like a 10,000-seat arena or yeah, something. I saw JT. I, he comes across, I don't know if you like Justin Timberlake. Mm. He's an incredible musician. I, I had no idea. I just thought he was like a bit of a pop star. But when he played at Festival Hall with his band, they were like jazz band. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. There was no fast, no lighting, nothing. They just jammed. Yeah. Wow. Did he play an instrument too? Yeah, he played the piano. He I, he did everything. I, I had no idea. Like yeah. I loved him, but I mm. after that I like full respect. You are not a pop star. Like yeah, you yeah. are a musician. Thought he was just like the guy with that little head mic and just does a bit of dancing kind of thing. I did. Yeah, I was a bit of a groupie, but yeah. <laughs> he actually blew me away. I'm like you're actually really good. Like, mm. Yeah. yeah. When, when did you do that at Town Hall? Festival Hall. Okay, Festival Hall. It's a tiny venue. Yeah. Yeah. How did that? How did that happen? I don't know. What? <laughs> I know it was years ago. That. Yeah. Mm, mm. Amazing. I was thinking, oh, if Ed played something small like that. Yeah. Be great. Because he said he'd never done such a big venue before, I think. And he said he spent all this Ed all of last year getting it right so that when they went to a big stadium, it mm. would he'd pull it off. And yeah. Yeah, he's just so humble. Like, he's really... It's almost like he can't believe how big he is. Yeah. <laughs> What's with that scar on his face? Uh, is there a scar? I don't know. He's got a scar. I think I saw a scar on his face on a picture. Oh. I don't know what it's from. I don't know. I mean, mm. Yeah, I've never looked up. Never check check it out. Ed Sheeran's Scarface. Yeah. <gasps> but he didn't sing my favourite song. That was the only thing I what sat song did he not sing? Supermarket Flowers. Do you know that one? No. Oh, it's about his mum dying. It's oh. beautiful. It makes me cry. So I'm like, Probably makes him cry too. <laughs> and my mm. little girls were like, Mummy, you didn't send that because I recorded all their favourite ones. They're like, you didn't sing your favourite. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he was... Mm. Old Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Mm. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> He'd be that good.